Hey everyone, how you doing? This is Saman Green, the Green Bay Packers all-time leading rusher, and you're listening to The Average Cheese, hosted by Dell and Todd, two lifelong Packer fans talking about their favorite team, the 13-time champion, Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Welcome to episode 64 of the Average Cheese Podcast. I'm Dale Lobel. Todd Widener is with me on Thanksgiving Day. Happy Thanksgiving to you, sir. Happy Thanksgiving and to, and to all. Yeah. And, you know, I was on the Twitters this morning. And I am thankful for this podcast for many reasons. We met a lot of awesome people along the way doing this podcast, Peter being number one. Absolutely. We've also met a lot of cool people via social media and just through this podcast. So we are thankful for all of you. And thanks for listening today. Whenever this, you know, whenever you listen, because it won't be today. I have no idea when I'm going to edit this podcast because I am on vacation in Arizona. It may not come out until Monday morning. Well, yeah, you're not going to get a rain out in Arizona. You know, it's I, not going to rain and like spoil a day where you, you could actually be like, oh, I'm going to go edit the podcast. Well, and I don't, I'd have to download Audacity onto Marcy's computer, school computer. <laughs> yeah, that's, pro- that's probably a big idea. Plus, I don't have, out. yeah, and I don't have any of the audio stuff for the intro. So that would be, it would be a really strange podcast if we didn't have a Ma Green and, and the intro and the outro and stuff, that would be strange. Well, for any of our listeners, if anyone would like to be the editor. Right. We you want to join the average we have a job. Yeah. We have a, we have a job opening that pays nothing. <laughs> nothing. Pays zero dollars. But you can have the, you can be part of the team. Yeah. You could, we also have an opening in our social media department. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. We, we actually have departments now. All right, so let's get on to it. It is the Jerry Kramer episode, episode 64. It has to be Jerry Kramer, right? Jerry no, Kramer is the only Hall of Famer to wear the number 64. There were two Packer Hall of Famers who also wore it, one of whom is Ted Fritch, who was a fullback wearing 64. Huh. That's kind of strange, right? That is weird. I wonder if he was like played multiple, maybe he's like a center too or something. I don't know. According to Packers past perfect, he played fullback from 1942 to 1950. Jerry Kramer played from 1958 to 1968. He is one of those guys, like we talked about with Fuzzy Thurston, just sort of an icon in Packer lore. You think of the Lombardi era Packers and the, the sweep with Jim Taylor or Paul Holman. Oh, yeah. You can see 64 running out front. Yeah, and the ice ball, the famous, that famous picture, Bart Starr, you know, but like Kramer's like, I think he's like down on the bottom of the pile. I could right there. plunge. Yeah. I've met him once at, uh, I don't remember what year it was. It was years ago at State Fair. Nice. I was like, holy shit. I was like walking along. There's Jerry Kramer. I do have an autograph, autograph photo. 
I was going to say, I think, yeah, you've yeah, had I that for one. years. Yeah, I've had that one for a while. It's on my son's wall now in his room. Awesome. It's cool. The other interesting thing, <laughs> this is going to lead into probably some craziness, but I'm going to mention it anyway. Jerry Kramer also kicked for the Green Bay Packers. Well, let's not even bring up the word kicked. <laughs> 1962, he hit 11 or 9 of 11 field goals for 81%, which is better than our current kicker right now, who only has one job. He kicked in 63. He only made 16 of 34 field goal attempts in 1963. Wow. Yeah, and then Not Vince good. was probably like, dude, you fucking yeah. suck. You're I, out I wonder of there. If that- and then he came back in 1968. Apparently, they had forgotten how bad he was, and he made – Four of nine field goals in 1968, his last well, they year. Weren't, I wonder when they first started actually drafting kickers. You like know what just, I mean? That like, was their only job? Yeah. Because I think it was a shared job for probably many decades, right? I don't I remember know. in the 70s, though, there were just kickers, like early right. 70s. Right. So it must have, yeah. yeah it ha- had to have happened somewhere. Right around that time. 70s or something. Again, we cuss for charity. I do not have a swear jar with me, so it's going to be a little strange this, to hear me cuss yeah. and then nothing hit the jar after that. I got you covered right here. All right. There'll be a lot of recycles because I think there's a portion of this show that I'm fairly certain I might have to recycle a couple Quite of times. Quite a few quarters. Yeah. You already got it started by saying the word kicking and talking about kickers, so. I did. I'm trying to keep my blood pressure down before we get to it. I am only drinking water during this episode. so Same. And I'm still going to get fired up. Yeah, so today is sure. Thanksgiving. There's another game just started. The Bears and Lions played an awful football game, which I did not watch one minute of. But expected. Yeah. That's I mean, really you bad. had to know it was going to look bad. It was, it was bad. Ooh. I couldn't even watch it. I mean, I, was, I watched for... Watch a little bit of the first quarter and probably the last half of the second quarter, and I was like, I'm done with this. Lions gonna go 0 16 and 1. At this point, I mean I mean, who do they beat, right? I mean Yeah. Yeah, they're really bad. They are bad. It doesn't matter who's quarterbacking and it doesn't matter who it, it just seems like they are really struggling at, in all aspects of the of football. Now they did hold the Bears to 16 points, which I mean I don't know. That's not terrible. Although right. Andy, the red rooster Dalton was. I can't, I can't watch that guy. <laughs> He's that. That was an awful game for Thanksgiving. Awful yeah. What, when did, why do they pick these games? The Bears or some NFC Central seems to be on TV, right? The Lions are kind of a mainstay on Thanksgiving Day. Isn't it always Lions-Bears? Or is it just the Lions are always... <laughs> Yeah, that's a good And why has it been that way? You know, the NFL's got to be pulling their hair out over that because, you know, having like the Detroit and the Bears play. Yeah. Thanksgiving, they're probably just like, oh, fuck. I mean, that's a terrible game. It's an awful game. Yeah, for revenue and people watching and stuff. I mean, nobody's, nobody really wants to watch that. The Cowboys lost to the Raiders 36 33. That's awesome. The Cowboys, I I don't get it. They've got talent, and I'm not sure what the deal is. You know, Mike McCarthy, I was watching this game at the end, and it's coaches don't change their spots. They are who they are no matter what team they're with. And I don't have the statistics in front of me, 
but it felt like as I was watching that game, when the chips are down, they're no longer going to run the football in Dallas either, even though they have Ezekiel Elliott. It just seems like McCarthy was with the Packers. They just threw it, threw it, threw it, threw it when it got a little tight. And it seems like that's what they do with the Cowboys as well. And I'm here for it because that's, in my opinion, that that's a mistake not to run Ezekiel Elliott as much as you can. Right. So yeah, Raiders win. Dallas loses. That's, that's great. And I see Stefan Diggs just caught a touchdown for my fantasy team. So that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in dead. So I'm in a work league dead last. I mean, completely dead last with all the nerds. Yep. I'm in dead last. Yeah. It's embarrassing. I mean, I do. I have a great team. I don't know what it is like between my kicker. Like last was it last week, my kicker and my quarterback played, and I got out of a total between the two 1.5 because I had like Matt Ryan who had like 2.5, and the Patriots kicker had had like negative something. Yeah. So I got like one point. I'm like, I can't win, man. I hate to break this to you. Yeah, but Matt Ryan isn't good. I got some good players. Trust me. Matt Ryan is like 117 years old. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I was trash. Yeah, he is. I traded him today. Consequently, my son is in first in his fantasy football league. And he's <laughs> Maybe. eight. You're also yeah. probably in last in the average cheese pick them because you never make your fucking picks. Yeah, you're right. And I am in first place. So oh. not that I'm, you know. Tooting my own horn like I do every week on Twitter, but yes, I am. I'm in first place. All yeah, right. I just, I just couldn't keep up with that one this year. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. I don't know who I'm going to give another average cheese. Oh, I ordered average cheese t-shirts. I want you to know. Are they the same as the last ones? They will be the soft t-shirt version. Oh, yeah. Here. Those are good. Yeah. Those are good. Oh, it's a quality t-shirt, man. Soft tea. Yeah. It should be yeah. nice. And... We will sell them in all proceeds like we talk about all the time. We'll go to Habitat for Humanity. So if you want a T-shirt, send us a direct message on Twitter, which is at AVGCheese. You could send us an email, AVGCheese at gmail.com, and we will figure out a way to get you a shirt, and we will all the pro- profit will go to Habitat. How'd we'll you, send them money. How many did you order? 30. Yeah, I ordered like 30 of them. So every adult size essentially i ordered right. a couple. we should get some with like a quarter like dropping in the jar like on the back like a picture ah that's not a bad idea next time yeah next time we will we will make that happen see i should have consulted you before i ordered. See, I, speaking of departments i'm also the brand department which you might not you may or may not know but i just yeah now i'm brand i'm the head of brand as well you are yeah also going to give you this social media thing someday. Oh, thanks. <laughs> All right. So let's talk, since there's no real specific place to put this in, let's talk Packer injuries before we get on to the past game and the future game. Yeah. So, well, I guess the biggest one is, uh, should we talk about Roger's toe? Because it was like, oh, yes. the- start with that one. He's getting weird. I mean, okay. just like, like weird. He looks kind of like strung out, kind of, you know, with the long hair, kind of greased up. I don't know. He's looking kind of far out, man. You know, like holding up my foot. 
Have you seen this? Something's loose. Yeah. Something's loose upstairs. (laughs) Because he did say that he was like growing his hair long for that Halloween costume. It's it's Thanksgiving today, dude. (laughs) So what's your excuse now? Right. Yeah. Man, I'm telling you, and I know we talk about this relatively often. We haven't talked about Shailene Woodley or whatever her name is, but she's kind of weird, dude. Oh, right. She's a little bit weird. Right. Maybe that's it. I don't follow all that, but eating clay and like makes her own soaps and shit. It's like really. Wow. You can afford any soap you want in the world with your two salaries combined. You don't need to make your own stuff. This ain't you don't need to make your own candles and shit like tapping into his 45. Tapping into his inner self. Yeah. So Rogers is sticking his toe out on that interview. He's got like his foot up in the camera like here. I know. Look at my toe is that, Dude, that was so weird. What in the hell? That was so weird. Yeah. I don't know what to think about Aaron Rodgers. I, I, yeah, I'm kind of almost at a loss. Like, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, let's just move on from it. that nonsense. Aaron, we just want you to throw touchdowns every week like you did against the Vikings, and you can be yeah. as weird as you want to be. I guess Take so. us to a Super Bowl, motherfucker, and then I won't yeah. give a shit about your life at yeah, all. The- Sorry, that's two cuss words for Habitat. The The big injury, though, is Elton Jenkins blowing his ACL yeah. and going out for the year. Yeah. Now you just watch guys fall over with when they're holding the side of their leg, and you're like, yep. Yep. Yeah. ACL. Two, it's, yeah. it's such a shame. I mean, it's a shame for any player. It doesn't make a difference what player has an ACL injury. It's terrible because it's a year long or 10 months, whatever it's going to be. It also changes the way they play the game of football a lot of times. I mean, it just does. It's a huge injury, and it's always going to be in their back of their minds no matter what happens, no matter how healthy they are. So sucks to see him go down because, man, getting Bakhtiari back at some point, Bakhtiari, Jenkins. If I don't know what's going on with Josh Myers either. Haven't heard much about him. Um, I They were saying still, like, I think he's slated to come back, but again, they don't. They're pretty tight-lipped about the timeline. Same with Alexander. They're they're kind. Of, it's he's Nothing. also in that boat. Yeah, Crickets. where it's like you don't know. They're not ruling him out for the season, but they're not exactly saying, you know, this is this is how many weeks specifically. So right. I don't know. And with the bye coming up in two weeks, yeah, they're just, just feels co- like they're cruising into it. Yeah, if he's out this, if they're out this week. Then there's the bye, right. then the game coming after that. There's like three weeks in between. Yeah. That's yeah. A, lot, a lot of time to heal. Yeah. You could just tell, too, by like a, a player's body language when they're down. Mm-hmm. Versus, you know, like w- when I saw him go down and I was like, oof, he, yeah. he's hurt. You remember yeah. like back in the day, too, like, I don't, I don't know when this was, but like you'd see those big knee braces on linemen when they first started coming out with those things. And then it was usually like post-surgery. That's only when you'd see it. You see, like a lineman, he'd have like one on like one of his knees, you know, because he's coming off of like half dozen surgery in his career or something, right? Right. And then, and then he started seeing, I've got trouble with both my knees. Then they're wearing a, a brace on each. Well, nowadays, you just see like like Ohio State or something. All the linemen have them, whether you have whether you've had a knee surgery or not, or you have a knee problem or not. All offensive linemen wear them. Because there's so many guys falling and crashing into you, you know, like it's just a very risky, uh, risky position for knees. I don't know if this still is the case because I guess I don't pay attention, 
But I know at one time the Wisconsin offensive line all wore them regardless of injury. And I don't know if they still do. Now, that does limit your lateral movement. And I think that's the reason a lot of NFL guys don't wear them, right? Right. Because especially the tackles, like they have to be able to move laterally as well as forward and backwards. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But, yeah, it's it's interesting. And I, I, re- I wanted to look it up because it says the Bills require all their offensive linemen to wear knee braces. University of Michigan, now that I'm looking through this, University of Michigan, knee braces now mandatory for all UM linemen. I'm looking at this picture of the Badger offensive line and every guy in the picture is wearing. Oh, yeah. You're going to play offensive line, you're wearing a brace, period. Both knees, whether you like it or not, get used to it. Right. Because you're wearing them. Speaking of knees, we have not heard. I I know that Coach LaFleur said something along the lines that Bakhtiari is – I thought I heard that they went back in and scraped some stuff out of there. Oh, really? Yeah, which is like, holy Christ, man. Man. I assume it's – What does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. Did they miss it or did it heal well, they miss something, he's out, right? Right, yeah. Like he's not coming back if they miss something. But I, um, I thought he'd be back by now. I thought maybe like within the, at least week four or five, he was going to be back. He's one of those other players that they're just going to keep on, you know, riding into the bye week, right? There's no sense in bringing him back for this one. No, they've already said that he's out. Right. And great, because we are going to need him. As well yeah. as Yash Nyman played, I mean, to, to his credit again, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a huge, you didn't see him just getting turnstiled out there. So, okay. Yep. Next man up. It's going to yeah. be Yash out on the left tackle. Man, yeah. He's got some size. He's like six, eight or something crazy. He's chiseled for alignment. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's an beast. embarrassment of riches if that guy can come in and not be embarrassed out there. Because you're on, what, third string left tackle now. How will it go for this week? It'll go Nyman, Runyon. Patrick. Patrick. Newman. New- oh, God, Newman. Your buddy Newman. And then Turner. Yeah, and then Turner, yeah. It's the Rams. I mean, well, let's get into that later. Let's talk this this debacle. or I don't know if it was a debacle. It was kind of a heavyweight fight. Vikings 34, Packers 31. Really, it wasn't a bad game. No. It was an entertaining game. Yeah. All right, let's just get right into it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Give me some good offensively, because there was some. Well, you you had listed as DeGore with that touchdown, his first touchdown. (laughs) More so the throw. Yeah. When when Rodgers was running to his left, I thought he just needs to pull it down and get the first down. And when he threw it, I was like, oh, shit. And then, uh, I mean, he literally, like I've said in the past, like in a shoebox, I mean, it was less than a shoebox. It was like, I don't even know. It was the tightest of windows. I mean, that ball was literally centimeters away from either being deflected or not, you know, whatever, or not caught. But that was, I don't know where, you know, his top 10 throws go because he's had so many, but that one's got to be up there. So accurate. He, he is stupid accurate at times. We're- yeah. And if you, sh- when they show the angle the- from the field, there's no way he should complete that pass. No. The linebacker's got his back to DeGuara and to, well, to Rogers. He's running towards DeGuara, yeah. but there is no real window. He is throwing that to a spot 
that he thinks DeGuara is going to be in, and he knows that the linebacker is not going to be able to turn his head. And it was perfect. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And rolling to your le- he was rolling to his left and throwing with his right. I mean, that's even. That's not easy to do. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, that was that was a crazy that was a crazy play for me. I thought MBS, yeah, you know, to defend MBS, I think it was at least twice. They remember they, they were going to him like they must have liked that matchup because and it was obvious because they literally ran the same play to him twice, like yeah. <laughs> for in one series and the following series, same play went back to it. But I think Rogers missed him like definitely two times. Maybe a third. I can't remember. But they were obviously misses by uh, by Rogers. I thought. When Peter and I talked in episode 63, the one thing I said was the key is that intermediate passing game. Mm-hmm. That medium to long passing game. And it came, it, it showed its face here. You have to be able to do that or teams are just going to stuff the box. Even yeah. if they're playing cover two, they're playing a shallower cover two and then they can... You know, stop the run easier. And I think if you can throw it over the top once in a while, you make guys have to play honest at safety. And I think that's, that was a key for me. And, and rarely am I right about things, but the passing, the long passing game was there yeah. most of the day. Yeah. And then the, of course the long was a 75 yarder mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Yep. Play. 75 so, yards. Yeah. Quick answer yeah. to a Viking score, almost too quick, but it's there. You got to take that pass. You know, you got to take that yeah. play. I mean, if it's a touchdown, you hope that your defense can come through and stop stop the Vikings. Although uh-huh. they didn't much. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if this is like the the coming out beginning for Degora. Hope so. I'm wondering because usually it's just you know getting that kind of monkey off your back, getting your first score. You know, he's starting to play more. He's getting a lot more reps out there. I mean, he's he's proven he can play. I don't think anybody's doubting that. I wonder if he's going to step up now and kind of become a new weapon. Got good hands. He catches everything they fucking throw to him. So it should be interesting because they can get creative with him. Whereas yeah. Tanyan is going to be on the line of scrimmage, he might go out into the slot too. But DeGuara can come out of the backfield. Right. You can put him in motion and get him open in multiple ways because he's used to that. That is his skill set to be in motion. So you know, hopefully, and we'll talk about the play calling later, hopefully they can be a little bit creative with DeGuara back there. Anything else good before we move on? I thought they played, you called it that they had needed to score 30. Been waiting for that for fucking 12 weeks or whatever. Yeah, Rodgers played well. I mean, offensively, they, they played well. Let's just get, let's get into the bad then. I mean, there's a lot of good things. I'll start with the bad, and I'm going to hang this right on Coach LaFleur's, you know, doorstep again. We are not running the football. Right. It is Mike McCarthyism. Like, I don't understand what you're, what are you waiting for? Now, granted, the Packers were down in this game, so it's a little bit different, but they came back and they had the lead. So there wasn't like they were down, you know, four touchdowns and they couldn't run the football anymore. AJ Dillon averaged again for what? I don't know. The, third week in a row, he's averaging four and a half yards a carry, five yards a carry, six yards a carry. He had 11 carries for 53 yards in this game. You can live with that average all day long. He had 11 carries. Patrick Taylor had four carries. That's it. That's it. I I thought, why did they have Taylor run it a little more? That's not enough, man. 
AJ Dillon is that kind of guy that he needs to have the rock in his hand. He's a big dude who's going to wear down defenses. There's no reason. And I agree because, you know, I'm a Patrick Taylor guy, but he should be getting the ball. But AJ Dillon needs the ball more than 11 times. Oh, yeah. He could. He's an easy 20 carry game. Yes. Running back. He can handle it. That's his strength to yeah. wear down defenses. But it just keeps happening week after week, and it has to change. Your defense in this game wasn't good. So what does that mean? You need to control the football and keep them fresh and keep them off the field as much as possible. But yet you got Aaron Rodgers throwing 33 passes in this game. Now, again, Rodgers had a great game. It wasn't the wrong game plan to throw, but you have to mix. You have to be more balanced. We've said it 8,000 times in this show, be more balanced. And they weren't. It almost seemed, I think I texted you, uh, I think it was the start of the, the second half where I was like, oh, here we go again. They're going to, they threw the game, the game plan out the window. It's just going to be Rogers and Rogers to Adams show. Cause it started out like that. They were down by, well, they're only down by six at, at the half. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah. it was a yeah, close just, game. It, it felt like they were always from, you know, playing from behind and that it wasn't, but yeah, it, well, it was 16, 10 at halftime. Yeah. So they're down six. And there was never any time where they were three touchdowns down. That never happened. So I, I don't get it. What else was bad? Are we not getting into special teams? Well, we can talk, let's talk about offense. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, I fully agree with not, not running the football was a big, big mistake in this game. I, I, don't, I didn't understand it either. I really thought that uh, you know, we would have established that a, a lot more carries, but Maybe it's how the game was going or something. I, I don't know. I was, I'm just as confused as you. And offensively, at least for me, the only ugly I have is I am starting to worry that Amari Rogers is a bust. He oh, played one snap in this game. Shouldn't your third round pick, especially in a game where you're throwing the ball all over the place, shouldn't this be a spot where you are getting guys into games like Amari Rogers? Yeah. I don't know. I was very excited about this kid coming out of Clemson. And now I just feel like if EQ St. Brown is getting a ton of snaps and, you know, it's Adams, MVS, EQ St. Brown, where is Amari Rogers? Is he like number six? Cause Juwan Winfrey got more snaps in this game offensively yeah. than Amari Rogers. Cobb and Lazard as well. Yeah. I mean, that's a deep. And I, I get know. that that the Packers have guys who can play the position, but it's not like you have two number ones. You really have Adams and then a bunch of guys who are pretty good. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't call MVS great or, you know, Randall Cobb at his age. Great. Or EQ St. Brown. We, we both think sucks. Amari Rogers should get playing time. Unless you've got two hall of famers or two, you know, pro bowlers like the Rams when they had woods and cup, I get why, Omari Rodgers wouldn't get a ton of snaps in that offense, but you don't have that in Green Bay. I think he, uh, the thing that I observe with uh, Mari Rodgers is he's not like, he's not an explosive runner. No. You know what I mean? He usually you have those kind of like dodgy, shifty, like Debo Samuel kind of like fast dudes that are just burners. Like put them in the slot, get the ball to them on like a crossing pattern and let them create like whatever it is they want to do. Like, and Amari Rogers just he doesn't seem that that like he's not that fast. 
you know, I thought he was going to be kind of one of those those guys, you know. But yeah, fast twitch. He, he's like, not. No, he's I don't see not. it. I don't see it at all. Let's move on to the defense. Good, good, bad, ugly. Start, let's start with the good. I mean, I thought they did have a lot of good pressure in this game. I don't know what Kiki had. I mean, I thought the defensive line looked really good, um, as usual. I thought Savage was, you know, I, I te- you know, he had, you know, literally two two interceptions in this game. Both of them called back, which was absolutely awful. But that guy's got his hands on the ball a lot this season, and that's when I texted. You. I was like, "Hey, remember when I talked? You know, we were on the show, and I said he should be all pro consideration. He didn't get credited with the two picks now, so the one hit should have been a pick six. I mean, he he literally tripped over his own feet. Yeah, there was quiet. nobody. Yeah, I was like, dude, what are you doing? I mean, with his speed, he should have been gone. But that got called back. I don't know what what that called. Would that get called back for a holding? I think so. I can't oh, remember what man. it was. Preston oh. Smith had a really nice game. No Rashawn Gary. No Zadarius Smith. No Whitney Merciless. Like you are really starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel. Tipa Nalia had like I don't. He played on like. 50% of the snaps coming basically off the practice squad and going into the game. Preston Smith, three quarterback hits, six tackles, two sacks, forced fumble. Like, that's a great yeah. stat line. You're filling a stat line there. Really nice to see him. And remember, was it last? I think it was last year where Preston Smith just seemed disinterested against the run. Yeah. And I feel like he has really stepped up. I think it's Barry. I think it's Barry. Think so? Yeah, I think it's more of a scheme thing that he's more comfortable in and what they're asking him to do. They're not asking him to drop back into pass coverage, are they? I have not seen that. <laughs> As well as should. That was one of the most absurd things I've ever seen. Yeah, I think it was against yeah. the Vikings too, wasn't it, last so. year? Where he was out on an island? God, Mike doing. Patton, who might be the next coach of the Chicago Bears. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. That's a shame that they won today because oh, we don't need to get into that bear stuff, but what a mess that fucking place is. <laughs> it's yeah, really it's just complete stupidity. Also good in this game, Devondre Campbell back to his normal self, seven oh, yeah. tackles, pass defense, two quarterback hits. And I know we're talking about this year and this game, and I don't want to look forward, but I'm almost positive he's on a one-year contract. And you got to start thinking – do we sign this guy now? Do they have the money to? I have no idea. I'm not a cap guru, but this is a guy who has clearly been your best defensive player the entire season, the most consistent by far. I don't know. How many years does he have in already? I think Five? he's maybe fourth or fifth year in the league. Yeah. Sixth, maybe. I don't have it. Yeah, I mean, he might be due for a payday. I mean, he should be. He deserves a bigger... Packers aren't paying him jack right now. Right. I mean, they pull him off the shit heap. He is literally making nothing. Sorry, I'm cussing so much. Thank you for taking care of me in my swear jar. Let's get into the bad. Why don't you start the bad? I thought they were kind of a mess. Probably their worst defensive performance we've seen this year, I think. Worse than the Saints game, you think? I would agree, close. actually. Yeah, I think it's it pretty close. It was clear what Minnesota's game plan was. It was like, our receivers are better than your DBs. We'll take that matchup any day, and we'll roll the dice, and we'll just keep throwing and throwing and throwing until we're, we're going to get most of those through. So I, I think they knew that 
coming in. King had an awful game. I mean, coming off of a really good game. He was I mean, really he, bad. Thielen really has his number. I mean, he, he cannot stay with him or Jefferson. Because you figure, and I think they switched at one point. And Stokes went to Jefferson because I think King was on him first. It seemed that like that happened and like they made that adjustment. It's like, no, we're going to, we got to get Stokes over on Jefferson. And then even Stokes, like we've been saying all year um, on Stokes, the, even the touchdown where uh, that Jefferson scored on him, he is right inside of Jefferson's chin strap, right? He's right there. He's not burned. He's not getting beat. He's right there. Just locate the football, brother. Mm-hmm. Just locate the football. That's all you get. That's all you have to do. You're right there. Now DBs are going to get scored on. They're, yeah. they're good. You're, you're going to get beat. And, and when they do all eyes are on you, all the fault is on you. It's a very, you know, so I, I get that. But I mean, even that one, I think there was another play earlier this year, play with Hopkins. It was the, almost the same thing. Just can't seem to locate the ball. And it's the dude is not getting burned. He's not getting separated on where you're like, oh, he can't even hang with that guy. Stokes is always like right there, right there. Just locate the football, man. It was a slight push off. Justin Jefferson. There was. There was. It was slight. But to your yeah. point, Stokes was right there. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like Jefferson was running by him. Jefferson is, my gosh, and I know we've talked about this. <laughs> Imagine him in a Packer uniform. My God. Could have happened. Yeah, so close to happening, right? I mean, I don't know what episode I was barking about that in, but it was probably that draft. He is a special player. He's Devontae Adams with a little bit more speed. Yeah. I really like Justin Jefferson's feet. He's going to get open a lot just because his feet are that good. He is able to make moves and, you know, and that suddenness that we're talking about that Amari Rodgers does not have, Justin Jefferson does have. He's like a mini Moss almost. He reminds Maybe. me of a skinnier Devonte Adams. That's what I think yeah. of when I see him. Yeah, yeah, he's a special player. Yeah, and you know it's funny because we're talking about how they could have thrown it all day. Dalvin Cook, twenty-two carries, eighty-six yards. Last year we used to talk about how like the other team would stop themselves from running. That's how that felt in this game. It felt like Dalvin Cook could have run for 120 yards in this game also. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they just had their yeah. way with the Packers defense. It's simple. I, I think um, getting on King, but I, I thought Black had a, had a bad game as well. I know he only played uh, when he was out there. It seemed like he was a lot of the plays that seemed to be getting crisscrossed up in the back out in the backfield there. It seemed like he was. He was a part of that every time. I was like, what the fuck is he doing, man? Man. It was an ugly game for the defensive backs. No no question about that. King was terrible. After having quite a few good games in a row, I would say two or three good games in a row. He did. But the thing with King, you know, like when, when you're looking at next season too, is he going to come back? No. I mean. No. From, no. In my opinion, already, no. You, you already know. You, you get 10 or 12 games out of, out of King a year. Right, he's not going to play a full season for you. He never does. So you get what you get, and now he's he's kind of all over the place. This is him, though. He can't stick. He can't stick with the elites. No. When it's an elite receiver, and the Minnesota has two, so there's no there's no hiding. You you get one or the other. He can't, and he can't hang with the elites no. in the NFL. You, you can't put him on him. I mean, to go back to the positives. 
it wasn't like Kirk Cousins had all day to throw the ball. Right. He had some time, but there were, the Packers had pressure. I don't know how many quarterback, you know, like pressures they had in this game, but it seemed like there were a lot of times where, in fact, did you see that on the telecast where there were cousins was like, it's all fucking day after yeah, yeah, Preston yeah. Smith hit him. You're right. So he even felt like there was pressure in that game. So it wasn't like he had a clean pocket all game. And he just stood back there and picked the Packers apart. The ugly for me, and I am a big fan of Darnell Savage. He has the athletic ability, and he is a great player. But him and Stokes have the same problem. I hang this loss right on Darnell Savage. You have to catch that football. Yeah. You have to. It's a big moment. So I was watching that in my truck driving watching it on my phone so i i couldn't see the replay did did it was it a drop i don't think so but i am super biased he the problem was he wasn't going forward if he is making a football play quote unquote and the ball hits the ground that's a different thing but because he is falling backwards that's not considered a football play did the nose of the football hit the ground yeah it did did I think it, I mean, it kind of moved around and I think that was it. And then it kind of bobbled around. He ended up catching it before it hit the ground again. But I think because it hit the ground and he wasn't making a football play, that was considered a drop. That was huge. It was a yeah. fucking punt. It was up there all day. He has to catch that football. He catches the football, the game is over. They kneel down, the game is over. It's it's that simple. Now, yes, there were mistakes made in this game all game long, but when it comes down to it, if you're an all-pro safety and he's on the cusp, he's, yeah. you've got to make that play. That would have sealed it. 100%. Like he, that would have sealed they, it. That's a game right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's that's two, like two interceptions called back. Oh, well, not called back. One called back. One ruled a drop, I guess. Let's talk special teams, brother. Without going too far, let's talk about the good. Corey Bajorquez, we say it every week. That guy has really yeah. been a huge addition. Averaged 51 yards per punt. Only punted twice, but had a long 62. That guy is great. Yeah. Yeah. Was this, I, I think this is the game. Wasn't like St. Brown's on coverage. The, the guy like catches it. He's on punt coverage. The guy catches it, and St. Brown's standing there and, like, wraps him done. up. I'm like, the fuck are you doing, dude? I can't believe they didn't They're call him. Idiot. Like, what are you doing? Why did you do that? It was almost like he was hugging him. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, do you, do you need a hug? Equinanius <laughs> St. Brown, do you need a hug? He needed a hug. I guess he needed a hug, but he didn't get a hug back. No. I was like, get the fuck off me. What are you doing? (laughs) It's a football field. We're a bunch of men on here, like trying to hit each other. And you're hugging me. Get away from me. More positives on special teams. They only gave up 15 kick return yards. So, I mean, there were some positives. Trying to be a little bit balanced on it. But let's just, I don't even know. We don't know what to say about Mason Crosby anymore. I really don't. I, I don't know. When a kicker goes this bad, that has been this good in the past, you start to look at, because that one snap to Bajorquez was way the fuck off. And it was his first punt. 
it was not only low, but it was low and way to the right where Bajorquez made a nice play to even snag that ball. So you start to think, is it the snap? Is it the hold? Like what? They already changed I don't know. The, the, the snapper. Well, this guy sucks ass. He's well, terrible. I, I get it. But I mean, they're, it's a mess. It's a complete mess. I honestly, before I start to get into it, I will say that saying it like it is, I have a ton of respect for Mason Crosby, what he's meant to the organization. I mean, he's been instrumental every year that he's been a Packer, right? All the playoff games, all the championships, Super Bowl. I mean, you name it, he's been there. He's been a you know a vital part of the backbone. With that said, he's got to go. He's got to. He they have to get him out. They have to. I mean, this should have. I almost was thinking during the game, like I'm wondering if he's going to go into Gutenkraus's office and Murfdorf and say, "Guys, I have too much respect for the organization and you guys. Like, I'm I'm going to resign." I did. I thought he should he should go in and resign and retire. It's that bad. Like, dude, do do yourself. I, I know nobody wants to go out like that, but swallow your pride. Before this gets any worse, you should retire. That's interesting. I have no comment on that. I have no idea where to go with that. It has to be in his mental now. It has to be not only physical, but mental. You have to think, oh, shit. Every time he goes up there, he has to have some kind of reservation. Do oh, you yeah. sit him? What about putting the the COVID kicker out there for a game. Like, I don't know. I don't, I have no answers. Literally 25 kicks that Mason Crosby has made in his career that oh, are yeah. signature kicks and winning. Iconic. Kicks. Yeah. Right. Like we could go through a huge long list of them and maybe we should when he's finally done kicking for the Packers, because there's a lot of them. Tons. But I don't know. I don't know what to do again. If the Packers sucked, it wouldn't matter. No, it wouldn't. But the Packers don't suck, and it does matter. Every no. kick matters. I don't know an easier way to say it other than he just has to go. I honestly think he has to go. I don't see any other option going forward. There has to be, if you think about it, all the D1 kickers that come out every year, all the – kickers that turn pro that are either have been released and are sitting at home and working at car washes or whatever CFL. Like, I mean, there's tons of kickers out there. They have to be sifting through the list. Call, call some dude out of retirement. There's gotta be a couple guys sitting around probably thinking, yeah, I could still probably, I could still kick. We talked about the kicking position way too much. <laughs> Eight weeks. Well, basically the entire. This is a problem. Yeah, it's a big problem. Let's move on to the Los Angeles Rams. So a little bit of history. This is usually Peter's job. So this is going to be not as good as usual. The Packers have played. The Packers and the Rams have played 96 times. The Packers playing the Cleveland Rams in the early games of this series up until, I don't know, like the 1940s. Somewhere in there. The series is tied 47, 47, and two. Since 2000, I don't know, five, six, somewhere in there, the Packers have dominated this series. In the last 10 games, the Packers have won, I think, eight of the last 10 games, something like that, or seven of the last 10 games, including the playoff 
sort of blowout last year where Aaron Donald cried like a little bitch. Yeah. That is all you're getting for history. I apologize. I didn't know they were Cleveland Rams at one point. That's I did not know that either until I looked it up. Hmm. The Green Bay Packers beat the Cleveland Rams in the first game on my birthday in 1937. The St. Louis Rams? Right? Like the St. Louis Rams were... The Rams started in L.A., they went to St. Louis, and they returned to L.A., wasn't it? Right. I was thinking like old times. I'm like, were they the St. Louis Rams back in the old days too? Right, right. In the late 90s, it was the St. Louis Rams. Yeah, up until like 2000. The Packers played the St. Louis Rams... One, two, three, four, five, six, a lot. They played them quite a bit, actually. Well, that's crazy to think, too, is St. Louis has had two different teams, two mm-hmm. NFL teams, right? It would have been the, the St. Louis Cardinals and the St. Louis Rams at one point. The last time the Packers played the St. Louis Rams, they won 30-20 to 20 in October of 2012. We got to get a win here and going into the bye. I'm, I'm concerned with the injuries. Yeah. I mean, how are they going to control Donald? You know, I don't know. Happen? I don't know. That's going to be a mismatch all day long, up and down the line. Oh, my gosh. Well, right. Like we talked about before, it's all, it's backups. I mean, running is not a backup. Lewis, maybe. A lot of Mercedes Lewis. You know, I hope so. We've been talking about it. If the average cheese thinks that it would be nice that you know the, coach, the Packer coaching staff would – also think about putting Mercedes Lewis back there and helping out. So the Rams depth chart, as you know, Matthew Stafford is the quarterback now, now that Jared Goff is gone. Daryl Henderson Henderson Jr. is the running back who is on my fantasy team, who kind of is out, seems to be dinged up a lot. I'll get those notifications on my phone like Daryl Henderson is now questionable. I'm like, oh, no, motherfucker, get back in the game. I need more. I've I've had him in fantasy before. Oh. Robert Woods blew his ACL, was it two weeks ago, a week ago, something mm-hmm. like that. Him and Cooper Cup, really nice one-two combination. Last year, they caught almost 100 balls each. I don't know if they ended up with 100 balls each, but I know they were over 90 each, which is awesome, yeah. but he's out. Van Jefferson is that slot guy. And then OBJ, who is not yeah. a Packer, ended up in a Ram uniform. He is now the number two receiver there, so... This is a good wide receiver core, too, plus Tyler Higby. Although the Packers did well covering the tight end against the Vikings, they have not done a great job this season. The defensive backs are going to have their work cut off for them again this week. No breaks yeah. from Minnesota to, to this one. I mean, they're not, they have to perform better than they did last week in order to be successful in this game overall. That's what it's going to be. It's going to come down to the DBs playing better. And Matthew Stafford is no slouch, right? And we've right. talked about him on our podcast. Yeah. But they're, I don't know what to even say about the Rams and Matthew Stafford because it seems like they've struggled recently. They started yeah. off scoring a ton of points in this season, and then all of a sudden they just, like, hit a wall. They scored 34, 27, 34, 20, 26, 38, 28, 38. You know, they've scored a lot of points, but they only had 10 against San Francisco. And they, they, well, they lost, they only scored 16 against Tennessee. They lost 28 16, and they lost 31 10 to the 49ers. So it's like, I don't know what's going on there. Maybe, you know, losing Woods and OBJ still hasn't found his, his feet in that offense. Yeah, yeah it's going to take them a little bit to get on the same page. 
I don't know. I think there's definite mismatch there. It's just whether or not our DBs are going to step up and, and play better. They have to. Yeah. People like Chen and Sullivan, too. I don't even know where he was in that game. That's your key, right? The defensive backs key. have to DBs. figure out a way. DBs run the football. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, come on, man. Jones is what? Well, Jones, you won't see Jones until after the bye week. It's the A.J. Dillon, Patrick Taylor show. I wonder how serious uh, Rogers' toe injury is. I, I mean, he's he's going to play, right? Yeah, Obviously. 100%. Let's smoke some more hippie lettuce <laughs> right. before the game. Before the game. Pick the shot. Do you yeah. think he was going back to the locker room to get a pain med shot at the end of the half? Remember when he's standing in the tunnel? Yeah, I would. Yeah, fuck it. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, bro. Aaron. I'm not da- I'm not questioning that it's broke. I'm sure it is like hell. That's yeah. That's where I'd be going. Fuck it. Or maybe he's smoking a bong. I don't know. Yeah. The way he's acting. Care. Who knows? Yeah, I don't care. Come out in the second half and sling it, brother. That's yeah. all that matters. Yep. High high as hell. Okay. My key is, and I've said I didn't say this last week, but I've said it often. They have to be they have to run the football. They have to be more balanced. They have to run the football. They have a talented running back in AJ Dillon. They also have a guy that is going to wear a defense down. You can't have Aaron Donald pinning his ear back and trying to beat the living tar out of Aaron Rodgers, you, can, you have to at least make him think about the run. You can't just let him rush the quarterback because that's we don't have that line is not prepared to do so. They just aren't. So that's my key. Run the football. Run it often. Let's make this an ugly game because all we need to do is win it. Yeah. Again, if you're trying to rely on Mason Crosby, you can't do it. You have to be able to win the football game and not worry about your special teams. You just you have to figure out a way. Maybe that's their philosophy. Because they're they're sure as shit not talking about moving them. Wanna make a score prediction? I think it's gonna be another shootout who can score somewhere in the 30s, 3430 Packers. I never bet against them. You don't. And I love you for that. But I am going to be in Green Bay too and cold. Green Bay, 3.30 start. It will be cold, as we know, because we were just there not that long ago. I think the Packers lose this football game. I think there's too many injuries. There's too many things going south right now. I don't think that the Packers will run the football, even though I think they should. I think they're going to revert back to what they have in the past, and that is to try to throw it a million times, and I think they're going to lose 28-24. I rarely pick against the Packers, too. I always think they're going to win. Yeah, but I Stafford's just good in the cold, so that's not going to be an issue for him. Yeah, and I hope to be wrong. I'll be super happy if I'm wrong. All right, so thanks for listening to episode 64, the Jerry Kramer episode. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.